Bay Volunteer State. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Volquest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. The number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon, featuring top tier clean gasoline for peak performance. Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. By Farm Bureau Health Plans. When looking for health care coverage, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through the choices. By Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK. And by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. The Nation is also brought to you by... before Christmas, and it's certainly good to be with you. We appreciate you spending Sunday evening with us. We've got a special guest. I will be doing it remotely tonight as I travel back from some SEC or ESPN assignment. But got a special guest joining me, and it's certainly a pleasure to uh, catch up with my good friend, longtime friend, one of the best in the business, John Wilkerson. John, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Chris. It's uh, great to share some time with you. Was uh, very thankful to uh, to get the invite to to sit in. But uh, I've just heard weeks and weeks, actually years and years of abuse that you've had to take at the hands of Austin Price. So I thought, why not just give him a break? Yeah, Austin is actually vacationing somewhere in the Caribbean, I think. So um, <laughs> it's uh, all expenses trip paid. I think Steve Early is actually on the footing the bill for that, believe it or not. But um, we. Well, uh, as you said about Coach, he's always you, – you just – you can't actually pay for anything around him. He picks up every check. No. It's every, everywhere you go. But we certainly wish Austin – actually, Austin with his family getting some quality time in. But it's good to be with you, John. And, and tell you what, you picked a good week to sit in because a lot going on. Not all of it good on Rocky Top as Tennessee loses its final regular season game on Saturday to Texas A&M. That's just a footnote though compared to some of what's out there right now. We'll try to sort of separate fact from fiction best we can. And what we do know is that the University of Tennessee's compliance department, officials in that department have been questioning players, um, some coaches about uh, some allegations, some tips they've gotten. Now, that's not all in itself. It's not unusual. Compliance department's talk all the time at, di- at different schools, uh, checking behind, checking on tips, checking on allegations that have been made from different people, sometimes other schools. Uh, so the fact that they are doing that in itself, John, is not that uncommon. I think the thing that makes this or takes it to another level is this all got out there on the day of the game. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, the, the story broke. Uh, on the day of the game, the Texas A&M Tennessee game, and of course Jeremy Pruitt's asked about it in a three and seven season. A lot of people speculating that maybe his job was in jeopardy, et cetera, and maybe it will be. Uh, my sense, and talking to a lot of people now, haven't had a chance to do this. As I said, I've been on the road for the last day and a half. Is that what is happening here? Is that Tennessee compliance doing its due diligence to see what's out there? If any of this, some of these allegations are true, what's not true, uh, how egregious they might be, and if there's enough there, 
uh, to potentially fire him for cause, if that's the case, then I think that the university will look to do that. If not, then if you want Jeremy out as head football coach, you're going to owe him almost $13 million, the entire staff $20 million. I have a lot of people now telling me that they're not sure that Tennessee, just to get him out as head football coach, if they can't fire him for a cause, is willing to write that kind of check. Ultimately, it's probably all going to we'll, – we'll see it all plays out. I don't have any information, John, that says today, tomorrow, that any kind of firing or, or dismissal is imminent. Mm-hmm. But, boy, we've seen these things change in a hurry. Gus Malzahn, for instance, was told 10 minutes before he went into his team meeting with his team on the Sunday after their last game that he was being fired. So in the realm of the SEC, all bets are off. Yep, that, and, and we've certainly learned that, of course, not only in the Southeastern Conference, but in the year that is 2020. Uh, it changes by the moment. And so not only did you have that, but, uh, Chris, you also had a couple of players that weren't available to Tennessee as a result of the uh, of the investigation um, going into yesterday's game against Texas A&M. And no doubt about it, not that it would have changed the eventual outcome, but you certainly would have liked to have Eric Gray going into any battle, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, and he's been Tennessee's best player, certainly on offense this year, and, and been a guy that's had a terrific season. Uh, but he was held out of the game. Brian Maurer held out of the game, I'm told, because or in re- related uh, to this probe, this inquiry, this investigation, whatever you want to call it that's going on with Tennessee's compliance. Uh, we've seen some other you know, developments, I don't know, that related to this, but Jerry Garantano's name in the transfer portal, that's not a huge surprise. But that kid was always going to probably go somewhere else to try to play. I don't think he'll be the last one, John. I think you'll see some other players in the portal, maybe J.T. Shrout, for instance, at some point. But I think you will see other players over the next few days, weeks, that will be in the transfer portal. Tennessee as a team uh, off for a couple days. It may come back and do some type of workout on Tuesday. Then I think we'll be off through Christmas, come back on the 26th. And right now, Tennessee's scheduled to play in the Liberty Bowl against Mm -hmm. West Virginia. That's a December 31st game uh, there in Memphis. Now, we've seen a ton of teams, John, across the country opt out of playing. I think there is, in the SEC, an expectation and encouragement for all teams to play. Now, that's not to say that there won't be, at, at some point, Players get together at teams and say, you know, it's been a long, tough, challenging season, and I get that completely. We really don't want to play another football game. You know, is that going to happen in Tennessee? Is that going to happen anywhere else around the conference? I don't know, but I think it's certainly a possibility as we look toward the postseason. Even some bowl games, you know, are going to be canceled because there's just, I don't know, there's going to be enough teams to fill them all. Uh, But, again, just a season unlike any we've ever seen. Uh, and and I'll, I'll continue to, to repeat what I've said, John. I, I think we all look and we're guilty of looking at teams that aren't playing, bowls that aren't going to be played, cancellations, postponements. But when you look at the sacrifice that's been made, and I start with the players, uh, coaches get paid a lot of money. We know that. But players and trainers and equipment managers and student assistants, student managers, uh, people in the training room, uh, doctors, uh, sports information directors, all the people that have been a part of making college football reality this year, I think those are, to me, the unsung heroes to, to, to get to this point because it would have been easy to sort of throw your hands up and say, we're not even going to try to play. Well, certainly the SEC, you know, you look at the number of games that have been played by most of the teams in the SEC – I think if you'd have told somebody, John, in late August that as many games would be played as have been played in the SEC, nobody would have believed us. Mm-hmm. Yet here we are. We're going to have a playoff. There are going to be bowl games. And uh, my hat's off to a lot of people, and certainly the unsung people, the people behind the scenes that have helped get to this point. 71 scheduled games, 69 were played, and 10 of the 14 played all 10 that they were supposed to in terms of the regular season. So it's a, it is a testament to the SEC just keeping its head down and moving ahead. 
and and so and the uh, and you had I guess the other four teams played nine as opposed to ten. So it was. I think you would have to give it a, a big thumbs up in terms of just the effort that's been put in, and that has to be top to bottom. And, uh, and as you mentioned, all of the support staff, all that surrounds each of the 14 member institutions, uh, everybody had to be rowing in the same direction to get to that point. This is Chris Lowe. It's the nation. Uh, John Wilkerson, my guest tonight. Certainly uh, glad to be with John. John at the Texas Roadhouse there at uh, – Morrell Road, right beside West Town Mall. And John, I trust you've got all your Christmas shopping done for the season? Well, we've got it mapped out. There's a plan. Okay. There's a scheme. It's a, it's a big dry erase board. <laughs> but sometimes you've got it all, you know, all of the best game plans. Sometimes you've got audible, right? Yeah, you've got to take what the defense gives you and then adjust at the half, right? <laughs> well, eat, eat, uh, Austin's go-to there on Sundays is uh, grilled chicken, applesauce, some french fries, so I don't know what you're munching on tonight. Of course, everything at the Texas Roadhouse is good, and we certainly want to thank our friends at Morgan Investors. Uh, the nation presented across the state of Tennessee each week by Mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. You know, if you're planning to buy a home this year, you may be asking yourself, is it still a good time to buy? You know, is it even possible well, rest assured that the real estate industry has not shut down. It's still possible to find, to tour, finance, and even close on a home virtually anywhere. MIG is ready to help you get pre-qualified through a complete touch-free process. With the power of technology, MIG can help you with an end-to-end digital mortgage experience. Let Mortgage Investors Group experts help you get started on the path to home ownership today. So go to MIG's website, MIGonline.com, to chat with a licensed loan officer online and get moving today toward your home buying goals. Mortgage Investors Group is committed to helping Tennesseans fulfill their dreams of home ownership. So, John, we, uh, and we're going to talk a lot more about the Tennessee situation later in the show. We hope to catch up with our good friend Bubba Miller. Bubba uh, played on some of the best Tennessee teams ever, certainly I, in my opinion maybe the best offensive line to ever play at Tennessee there in the mid-'90s with a guy named Peyton Manning throwing the football. Uh, Bubba, a Tennessee kid, grew up in Tennessee, played at Brentwood Academy, played at Tennessee, had an all-SEC career, went on to play in the NFL. We're just sort of going to get his thoughts on the program. Uh, I know he shares with a lot of former players who bled and sweat in that program and wore the orange jerseys, just the disappointment of seeing what's happened but just going to get some of his thoughts later in the show, uh, John. But I do want to get your take quickly uh, on the college playoff and the four teams we saw selected today. I've been actually in Tuscaloosa all day doing some TV um, with Alabama. Am I allowed to say that on a statewide show in Tennessee <laughs> that I've been in Tuscaloosa most yes. of the day? I hope, I hope I'm not uh, excommunicated from the show. But no surprise that Alabama was number one. No surprise that Clemson was number two. But Ohio State, and I do understand breaking news that the Big Ten has just changed its rules again, by the way. (laughs) But Ohio State number three and Notre Dame number four. Were you surprised or is that about what you thought it would be? I, I think everything prepared you for what we wound up with. But I do think that there are significant arguments that could be made for going in a different direction uh, with Ohio State in regards to number of games played. And, I mean, and everything, the, the target kept moving. It's like, well, you're not going to make our championship game unless you get six in. And it's like, well, okay, five will suffice. And, uh, and credit to Ohio State. They, they've won every game in front of them. They've beaten two teams, um, I guess, with winning records. And, uh, and I think the two teams they beat with winning records had combined one win against teams with winning records. So while they are the Big Ten champions, I just don't know. I think that it's uh, – I think Notre Dame actually has a better argument to be in the top four than Ohio State, and that's just simply for the number of games played. When you take a look that you've got Clemson and you've got Alabama, which are one game away each from having played twice as many games – as Ohio State, I think that you've got a fresher team in the Buckeyes. And, and I'm not saying they aren't one of the four best teams in the country. I'm just saying that I don't think that uh, I don't think their conference had the right plan. Um, and I just don't know that six is enough. You know, and, and I'm, um, 
I wasn't sure Ohio State would get in. I thought they probably would. I, no one's ever going to admit this, but brand does matter. Mm-hmm. It just does. Um, not supposed to matter, but it does. But the one thing I was pretty sure of, John, if Notre Dame and Ohio State both got in, which they did, I didn't see any way that they were going to pair Clemson and Notre Dame up for a third time this year playing in back-to-back games. Because remember, they just played the ACC championship game. So I figured if those two got in, that Ohio State would be three and Notre Dame four, which is the case, which means Alabama plays Ohio, excuse me, plays Notre Dame in one semifinal and Clemson plays Ohio State in the other. And that's what happened. So it seems uh, the more things change or every year we get a little deeper in the playoff, the more things stay the same. Here's a stat for you, and we'll take our first break here in a minute. So there have been, I, I think my math's right. I was not a math major at Tennessee. In fact, some of my buddies who I frequented some of the establishments on this trip would tell you I wasn't majoring in anything but just sort of hanging out and having fun. <laughs> Just don't tell my kids that. But I think there have been 28 playoff spots now, John, since the inception of the playoff. 28 spots in the playoff. I think of those 28 spots, 20 of the 28 spots have been taken up by three teams, Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. So, so much for the playoff solving all the problems giving more teams a chance and maybe giving us some diversity as far as what teams get in and what teams get a chance to play for the championship. It's essentially been the same teams year in and year out. Yeah, and my guess is that Oklahoma would probably be team number four in terms of appearances in that span. And, yeah, I mean, but, again, to their credit, you're talking about sustained success, and we'll see what this means in terms of, how this year's quartet plays out, but you're right. There definitely is. Um, they bow to brand, and and again, I can't say that any of those that made it in terms of Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, and Notre Dame are undeserving. I just think that you had a really good argument for Texas A&M, and you also had a pretty good argument against Ohio State, and again, that's just based on not playing enough games. No, in Oklahoma, if you throw Oklahoma in the mix, I think it's 23 of 28 spots by four teams mm-hmm. uh, or since the inception of the playoff. But I, listen, Roy Kramer said this, the, the former SEC commissioner and the godfather of the BCS, when they went down this road, he said, listen, there is no perfect uh, system to determine a national championship or champion in college football. You're never comparing apples to apples. There are different schedules or different conferences. It's a selection process. It's always going to be subjective and I think when you look over the last few years, like it or not, the best teams have more times than not been the same teams. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, et cetera. All right, let's take our first break. He's John Wilkerson. I'm Chris Lowe doing it remote from somewhere in the bowels of Alabama. We'll be back <laughs> on the nation in just a couple minutes. Texas Roadhouse is your home for legendary food and legendary service. Visit one of their 16 locations throughout the state of Tennessee. You know, if you're hungry for a great deal, Texas Roadhouse features 11 early dine entrees for less than $10 on Mondays through Thursdays. Until 6 p.m., you can choose from the 6-ounce sirloin, barbecue chicken, pulled pork dinner, and many other favorites. And if you hate to wait, download the Texas Roadhouse mobile app and get your name added to the wait list before you arrive or order to go. Texas Roadhouse, your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs, made-from-scratch sides and dressings, fresh-baked bread, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas. It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're Marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. 
Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. A lot's changed in the past few months, from how we protect our health to how we work. But for more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. So right now, it's good to know that you have short-term, individual, and family plan options, along with dental and vision, for whatever lies ahead. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today. This is Dr. Colby Stewart with Tennessee LASIK. It's been a privilege to partner with the Vols for over a decade. Tennessee LASIK has helped thousands improve their vision, including VFL greats, Rajon Neal and Will Overstreet. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Visit TNLASIK.com or call 966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants you to see the Vols in 2020. It's been a long off-season, and while this football season might look a little different, Dos Equis wants to remind you that nothing will change one of college football's oldest traditions, the proud tradition of drinking beer. Tailgate from anywhere with an ice-cold, refreshing Dos Equis. Whether you're watching in Neyland, cheering from home, or hosting a virtual game watch, nothing goes with college football like an ice-cold, refreshing cerveza. Dos Equis, proud sponsor of Tennessee football. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Copyright 2020. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, welcome back into the show. Chris Lowe and John Wilkerson tonight. John sitting in for Austin vacationing. I said the Caribbean earlier. I think maybe it actually might be Cozy Mail. Somewhere, maybe Hawaii. You know, Austin's such a jet setter. <laughs> so who knows where he is. Uh, John, we want to remind fans that this season to relax, enjoy, and celebrate with the great refreshing beverages and support University of Tennessee Athletics. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment that's made to chill. Twisted tea, real brewed iced tea with a twist of lemon. Light and crisp, truly hard seltzer. And ice cold Dos Cerveza, distributed across the Volunteer State by Cherokee Distributing. Remember, to celebrate responsibly in 21 means 21. All right, John, back to the messy situation at Tennessee. I say messy, maybe a better adjective might be unknown, um, mysterious, whatever you want to call it, disappointing. Obviously, it was a tough season. I mean, it's, there's no getting around that. Uh, the quarterback situation was mismanaged. I know a lot of disappointment about that, a lot of frustration among fans, and I get it. Um, in the second half, I think when you look at this season and and you start talking about things that didn't go right or things, if you want to point to the top, certainly it starts at the head coach and filters down through the staff. The, the, the inability in the second half, John, to ever really come out, whether it was not making the right halftime adjustments, whether it was just not getting it in the second half, being outplayed, outcoached, what have you, but this was about as bad a second-half team as I can remember Tennessee having in a long time. And I think that also adds to fans' frustration. And now on top of it here, news breaking that compliance department there at the University of Tennessee looking into recruiting practices, alleged recruiting uh, extra benefits and proprieties, that kind of thing. Now, one thing I want to point out we didn't say in the first segment is I have not had anybody that I trust as I've looked into this say, that the NCAA, NCAA has lost any kind of investigation. Uh, and that's not to say down the road that that will happen. Uh, certainly, I think when compliance departments all across the country start looking into these things, they typically keep their conference office, in Tennessee's case, the SEC, and maybe even the NCAA abreast of what's going on. But anybody that would characterize this as an NCAA investigation right now, it would be premature. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see again. We'll see where all this uh, takes us. Uh, it's, it's a 
it's a weird dynamic because, again, you're getting ready to play a bowl game here in about less than two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so you've got this cloud hanging over. And, and you got, you know, you know, we're talking about, you know, players have got to be wondering. Several players have already been questioned on the team in relation to this inquiry by the compliance department. Coaches have been questioned. Um, coming off a tough, long season. I, don't, I think it's impossible to know just what a long, tough, challenging season this has been for the players unless you've been in those players' shoes. So now you got this on top of it. I'm sure there's a lot of questions going, going on, and a lot of people have questions you know, within that entire football program, John. Yeah, and and just the unknowns about this season. Uh, first of all, how many times that you might have wound up on the shelf, um, never perhaps having tested positive, but just because of contact tracing, different things like that. So you could go from competing and preparing to, again, just finding ways to, uh, to kill the quarantine time. And so I, I do think that this has been a wearing season, but I also – um, would echo your comments that everybody, of course, has gone through it some way, shape, or form when it comes to athletic programs. But to uh, to also go through, you open with two wins, and then you have six straight losses, all of them by double digits. Uh, that had to wear uh, just even more so. And as you mentioned, I, I mean, at times it was Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, to me, I think the uh, the greatest uh, example of of just not knowing what you're going to get from the first half to the second, go back to the game in Fayetteville. I mean, Tennessee did just about everything right in that first half, and then Arkansas scored every point it needed in the third quarter. It was as if the offense couldn't compete and the defense just took the 15 minutes off. I, and, and, uh, and then the defense came back and put pressure and got to Felipe Franks in the fourth quarter. I mean, it was just a standalone complete and total breakdown in that third quarter against Arkansas and for whatever reason it it really was a head scratcher to see that Tennessee could be so starkly different from what it could do and and how many times it it carried a lead into the locker room after the first two quarters only to come out and and look like it was a completely different plan or you kind of forgot what you accomplished in the first 30 minutes. You're listening to The Nation's Chris Lowe with my special guest, celebrity special guest, John Wilkerson tonight as he's at the Texas Roadhouse there on the railroad. If you're just joining us to recap briefly, here's we wind down the second segment. Uh, Tennessee ending the regular season, losing to Texas A&M, uh, scheduled to play in the Liberty Bowl against West Virginia. That a December 31st game, John, on ESPN. I think the question now, though, that Tennessee fans have is, What's going to become of Jeremy Pruitt? What's his future? And I think the the honest answer is, I don't think anybody knows right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll see again where the compliance probe takes us, um, what that uncovers. I think, just to be candid, if there's something out there that the Tennessee compliance feels like is really egregious that they stumble over or find or, or can get dead to right, then I think Tennessee probably will look to fire Jeremy Pruitt with cause. If they can't. You know, is someone going to pony up and pay the nearly $13 million that he's owed in his buyout, and it's a $20 million price tag if you include his entire staff. So I think that's where we are. Clearly, there's a lot of people that have spent a lot of money, have invested a lot of money, and donated a lot of money to Tennessee's athletic program over the last few years who are upset. I don't think that's any revelation. Um, where are the administration? Where's Randy Boyd? Where's Donnie Plowman? You know, I don't think anybody knows. I don't think those two folks, Dondi or Randy, are talking, certainly right now. We'll see. I've spoken to several people close to the situation. Spoke to Jeremy Pruitt the other day. Certainly no one has told him he's been fired. Um, You know, he's going on his business as usual. But, again, to reiterate what we said in the first segment, I've been around these things enough. John, you've been around them enough. We've both been around the SEC enough. Sometimes when these things go down, they go down very, very quickly, and there may not be a lot of notice. We'll see. All right, let's go ahead and take our second break. We're going to try to catch up in the next segment. Good friend, longtime friend Bubba Miller, uh, just a terrific football player here on the offensive line for the Vols in the 90s and went on to play NFL football, living still over in the mid-state. But we'll catch up with him here in just a couple minutes. We'll be back here on The Nation.
Hey, fans, for the best selection of Big Orange merchandise, touchdown at Hound Dogs. Locally owned and operated, Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things Big Orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. Again, that's HD Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. Visit them online at hdknoxville.com. Trust your sight to the eye care team that keeps the Vols in focus. University eye specialists. From routine eye exams, glasses and contacts, to LASIK, cataracts and other surgical procedures, you can count on University eye specialists. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville and Morristown. Request an appointment today at universityeye.com. University eye specialists. Proud to serve the UT Athletics Department since 1978. At First Horizon, every day is game day. Whether it's checking and savings accounts, mortgages, or financial guidance, First Horizon has a starting lineup that will take care of you and your family in every phase of life. With over 150 years of banking experience, we have a deep understanding of you and your way forward. After all, we see it the way you see it. Right, Coach? At First Horizon, they turn aspiration into action. First Horizon, proud to be the official bank of the vaults. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. Take it to the house this season with Truly Hard Seltzer. Whether you're tailgating or home gating, Truly Lemonade Hard Seltzer is a refreshing mix of lemonade and hard seltzer that's perfect for game day excitement. If life gives you lemons, keep the good times going with Truly. So bring the flavor and your volunteer spirit to game day like only you can. We'll keep it light, crisp, and crushable. Truly Hard Seltzer. Live Truly. Proud supporter of Tennessee Athletics. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. All right, well, back here on The Nation, I'm Chris Lowe tonight with special guest John Wilkerson sitting in for Austin Price. We always bring out the heavy artillery. When things get sort of sticky, John, and, and, and controversies in the air, we bring the big guns out, and certainly you're that. And speaking of the big guns... We're going to go to the phone lines uh, and bring in a really good friend, longtime friend of mine, in my opinion, is good offensive lineman that Tennessee's produced and played on some outstanding offensive lines in the 90s, VFL Bubba Miller. Bubba, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, man. How you doing tonight? Doing great. I'll, I'll tell people, Bubba, back in the day, we were once teammates on the radio. Did a radio show together, it seems like eons ago, and... <laughs> Of course, it was your show. It was like you were Michael Jordan and I was Scottie Pippen. Uh, you were the guy that sort of, you know, made everything go. I was just sort of along for the ride, uh, but I miss those I, days. Those that was a lot of fun, man. I, I I appreciate the compliment. I would hardly say I, I would say at that point in our careers we were both coming off the bench. <laughs> well, Bubba, we're um, we've got John Wilkerson with us tonight, and uh, I want to ask you first and foremost, being someone a, a proud graduate of Tennessee, uh, that football program you played at the highest level in the NFL. How, how tough has it been for you to see what has happened, not only this year, but really the last 10 years and and just sort of the dysfunction that has surrounded this program? And, and where do you think, as you talk to your peers that you played in the league with and others in and around the Tennessee program, where do you think Tennessee is right now as far as perception? Yeah, nobody feels good about our current position, our current standing. Um, you know, when I talk to my friends all over the country, they always call, they always text, ask what's going on now. It's, it's really turned into a, a really bad soap opera, for lack of a better term. You know, we've really lost our way. We've really lost our, uh, I won't say we've lost our tradition, but, man, we've really lost our standing. This year, you know, there were high expectations put on us by from external sources and also internally. 
I think the coaching staff, the athletic department, everybody thought that this was going to be a, a pretty good year. No one thought we were going to compete for an SEC championship, but everyone, no one would have guessed 3-7. So it's really hard to stomach where we are right now. I, I think the thing that bothers me most about this season, Chris, and the program is that you look at the games we lost, you know, nobody has to work very hard to beat us anymore. That that's the part. You can you can understand where we are from a rebuilding standpoint. We know we don't really have the quarterback yet. And all that can be somewhat accepted, but it's just it's like nobody has to break a sweat to beat us. And that that's hard to even fathom as to how we got to that point. Bubba, it is a pleasure to talk to you and uh, certainly hope you're well and I, I do wonder, what has what are your thoughts on the group that Tennessee has trying to pave the way? It, it has been a step forward, perhaps not as big a step forward as folks were expecting and hoping for this year on the offensive line, but but I do think you see that group continuing to grow and, uh, and become a, a deeper unit. What are your thoughts on the line play? I thought the line play uh, didn't live up to kind of the, where they finished last season. We can say there's a number of reasons for that and COVID and lack of spring ball and all that stuff. But, you know, that's universal stuff. Everybody had to deal with those same things. Uh, I, I thought personally, I think the the, the, the group kind of took a step backwards this year. We certainly have a uh, more capable uh, personnel than we've had over the last couple of years. And that's one of the areas that, that Jeremy is really – done a good job in, in upgrading the program. But, um, you know, if you going into the season, we're thinking that's a group we're going to really be able to lean on, really be able to count on. It, it really never materialized that way. And as you talked about, uh, there's no doubt about it, and you can see those that uh, stay plugged in when it comes to social media, VFLs that uh, will share their thoughts on either the successes or lack thereof with the program. Um, it, I know it has to be frustrating, especially when you see uh, one of those in the last column for Tennessee being Kentucky just essentially imposing its will on the balls in Neyland Stadium. How tough was it to see that? That I would have to say for me personally, that was probably one of the low points of the season. You know, we know what we got to do to beat Georgia and Alabama. We're still a ways away from that. But to have Kentucky come in there and just push us around and kicked sand in our face for four quarters. That was uh, that was unexpected and just something, honestly, you thought you would never see. As bad as we've been over the last 12 or 13 years, it's never really happened like that. And, uh, boy, this year, was uh, that was hard to stomach. Hey, Bob, it's Chris again. You know, I, I know I'm not going to ask you into the inner workings of what's going on now with the compliance department asking questions, pulling kids and coaches in to talk to them. But from your experience, just generally, as a college athlete playing at Tennessee in the SEC, how common is that, that, that compliance comes and they're checking up on tips or allegations or you know, pulling you in or your teammates in or coaches in? Was that something that happened frequently? Did it happen rarely when you were at Tennessee? I mean, I just wonder from a college football player's perspective, how common that is yeah without having any insight on the current situation i could just say from the way things used to be that that was a constant anytime a guy got a new car new stereo new this do that they were constantly tracking down rumors and innuendo and hey show us how this happened or we heard this or we you know verify this for us it, it, it's a constant thing so I don't want to read too much into this specifically. It's obvious somebody leaked it out, but if you understand the inner workings of a college athletic department, compliance is just, it's a constant stream of fact-finding missions. Well, because let's be honest, if you're not checking into those things as a compliance department, you're not doing your job. You know, Absolutely. It's, it's, I guess that, that's I don't know specifically how many people they have uh, who's, uh, that, that scope of work falls under. But, yeah, there is an entire department devoted to just that. So for anyone to be alarmed by 
a compliance issue is is really there's no there there except in this instance the timing of it is a little suspicious. Yeah. All right, Bubba, let's have a little fun here. We'll let you participate in the marathon question of the week. We do this every week on the nation. Stop by your friendly neighborhood marathon station today. You'll discover how full tank of freedom means that no matter what you're up for, they'll take you wherever you go, marathon fueling the American spirit. Now, you played at a time at Tennessee when you guys had it rolling. Gosh, if you lost more than two games, or even if you lost two games, that was back during the era when it was a bad season. Um, and I'm being having a little fun there. You guys had a lot of success. Yeah. Uh, beat up on Alabama a ton. It's, it's funny how it's a moving target. You know, back then, well, if you beat Alabama, that was expected. If you beat Georgia, that was expected. Obviously didn't have a lot of success against Florida. But that sort of changes now that Alabama's on top. But I want to know your best – and I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but what are your two, one or two most memorable wins or moments as a Tennessee football player? <laughs> I would say probably uh... – in 94, we went down to uh, Georgia the week after Gary Colquitt got hurt, you know, fifth-year senior quarterback, and Todd Hilton is, you know, Hall of Fame baseball player was our quarterback. And we went down there, and, you know, we rushed for close to 400 yards and kept Zyre off the field. But the thing I just remember most is just the way everybody rallied and pulled together, man, once we lost our quarterback, and it was – no secret what we were going to do. You know, the best unit in our team was our offensive line. And, you know, Cut called a great game. And, man, we just locked them in a phone booth and just, just kicked the dog out of them, for no pun intended. And then, I, you know, I would have to say just from the era I played in, the most memorable game, was, you know, beating Alabama in 95 after coming so close, tying them in 93, uh, you know, having several opportunities to beat him and never could do it. And then going down there and then being my senior year meant a whole lot. And kind of ending that streak and starting that 10 year streak, I, I would have to say those were probably two of the most memorable games I ever played at University of Tennessee. All right. All right before we get you out of here, we're, once and for all, we're going to get to the bottom of this on Peyton's naked bootleg in 95. Did anybody know he was going to take it himself, or, or, or were you guys all hanging? Did, did you know he was going to, or, or, or you got to give us the skinny on that, man? No, nobody knew. He 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 sold it, man. That was a genuine fake because he faked out everybody. I don't think Jay Graham knew. I don't know if you ever asked Jay that question, <laughs> but for sure none of us knew. Well, now what what is what is Jay? Jay likes to gig Peyton. Say, look like Ichabod Crane running around there for the touchdown, and that one wasn't that Jay's nickname for him. He loves representing Kamal Crane, yeah. He he was the one that gave him that name, and he's pretty much the one that, that was allowed to use that. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, that was Ichabod Crane's midnight run. Well, man, those are uh, those are great memories. And, and I know Tennessee fans, give, given the last ten years, maybe you know maybe they at some point Vol fans could get back to those kind of days. But what a great run in Tennessee football history. And I know you take a lot of pride and being a part of that run. Bubba, man, we need to do this again. It's been too long, but we appreciate you spending some time with us tonight on The Nation. You got to call me anytime, Chris. Always a pleasure, man. I really enjoy talking to you. And, John, you guys have a Merry Christmas. You too, Bubba. Thank you so much. Same to you, Bubba Miller. That's uh, Vol for Life, Bubba Miller. And, again, John, by my way of thinking, he played on if not the best, certainly right up there 1A of the best offensive lines to ever play at Tennessee. You agree? Oh, very much so. And then uh, you, you look at the impact that he had while he was at the University of Tennessee, the incredible way that he's represented the Volunteers uh, after his time in the orange and white came to an end, and then uh, just the amazing drive that carried him to the NFL, making the NFL, playing with the Eagles and Saints, and then, and then on into the business world back in Middle Tennessee. Yep. A success in every walk of life. And we didn't have enough time. We'll get him again. I love hearing the stories Bubba tells about playing for the Eagles. Remember, he played the old vet Mm -hmm. on the artificial turf, and he said he's played on parking lots 
that were softer than that artificial turf there in the old vet, the Veteran Stadium. Can certainly see that. That's back in the days. Of course, we're showing our age, John, when you played baseball and football in the same stadiums. Can you imagine that, the prehistoric days when that happened? And, you, I mean, you had that in Pittsburgh. You had that in, until recently in Oakland. And it really wasn't officially September until somebody got tackled at second base because you saw that <laughs> cut out of the diamond right there in the middle of the field. <laughs> Great memories. Boy, I tell you what, I can remember many Sunday afternoons watching that and some guy goes sliding in in the dirt there down around the 20-yard line. All right, let's take our third and final break on the nation. He's John Wilkerson. I'm Chris Lowe. We'll be back in just one minute. Well, it's certainly been an honor to be a part of the nation for, geez, the last 10-plus years. And I always think about my good friend, Edwin Huster. This was his brainchild, and we miss Edward, Edwin dearly. And we want to thank all of our affiliates across the state of Tennessee for bringing you the nation in Knoxville, Sports Radio, WNML, FM 99.1, AM 990, Nashville, 104.5 The Zone, in Chattanooga, Talk Radio, 102.3 FM, in Memphis, Sports 790 AM, WMC, Cookville, Rock 93.7, and WATX, AM 1600, and Crossville, The Ticket, FM 97.7, and AM 1490, and the Tri-Cities, WJCW, AM 910, and Winchester, WCDT, AM 1340, and FM 106.9. For more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. And now, in tough times like these, it's more important than ever that we look out for each other. For many of you impacted by recent events, we can help make sure you're protected with quality, affordable coverage that's right for you right now. So you're prepared for whatever lies ahead. Give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. Enjoy the world's most refreshing beer, Coors Light, all season long. Whether you're at Thompson Bowling Arena or hooping it up from home, crack open an ice-cold Coors Light, the official beer of enjoying college basketball wherever you are. When things heat up on the court, Coors Light is there to cool things down because it's made to chill. This season, reach for the beer that supports the balls. Mountain Cold Refreshment, Coors Light, proud sponsor of the Tennessee Volunteers. Celebrate responsibly, 21 means 21. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, we're back here for the final segment on The Nation. It's Chris Lowe with John Wilkerson. Um, what's John, uh, what would we say, John? You're filling in for um, out of the bullpen for Austin Price. We what, Mariano Rivera, maybe? I don't know that I would uh, qualify in that regard. I'm more of a, a, a guy that comes in for the three innings. It's like, oh, by the way, he held the lead that was 10 to nothing and got the save just based on finishing with the last nine outs. I will say this. I truly enjoy uh, the job that you and Austin do week in, week out. Each season with the nation, you guys have great chemistry and just uh, love the back and forth. So it's a, it's a tremendous pair, and that's why very, very thankful to, uh, to get to fill this seat for just one show. Well, right back at you, and you, and I've told you, and I think the people out there listening, uh, there's not a better baseball broadcaster in the business to you. I've, I, uh, I love listening to your baseball broadcasts, and, and, and I couldn't do a show without you, with you without bringing up a few baseball analogies, uh, hence the 
Mariano Rivera reference a minute ago. Let's switch from baseball to basketball, though. Uh, John, is Rick Barnes, Tennessee Vols, back in action tomorrow night against St. Joseph's. That's a 6 o'clock game Eastern time on the SEC Network. Boy, they, they really put a thumping last week on, on UT Martin. Th- this is a team that you're starting to see the young players every game, i.e. Keon Johnson, uh, Jaden Springer, just get better and better, more comfortable uh, in what they're doing, and just sort of playing instinctively and not thinking. Oh, no doubt about it. And uh, and you look at Springer, uh, neither he nor Johnson have made a start yet, uh, but just making the most of it. And as you, you can just see the comfort level, as you mentioned, continuing to rise. Jaden Springer is now three-tenths of a point away from being Tennessee's leading scorer. Um, and so he's averaging 12 and a half points per game. John Fulkerson just under 13. So I, I just think to watch these young men develop, you also have another newcomer in Victor Bailey Jr. who's been outstanding for the Volunteers. And then you watch guys in their second year in the orange and white, Josiah Jordan-James, Santiago Viscovi. Just really great to see the hard work paying off the way it is. So, again, the Vols in St. Joe's tomorrow night, they have a game Wednesday against uh, USC Upstate, and then they take the Christmas break before they dive, John, back in, or I should say dive into SEC play with Missouri. I I think one of the things, we've got just about a minute left, one of the things that I will be interested to see is, I know Rick loves playing a lot of players, 9, 10 players, maybe even more to this point. Do they continue to play that many? Does he whittle the rotation down? Because I know the way he wants his guys to defend and play defense the more bodies you have and the more you can throw at people, the more it's going to be tough on people to weather that. Yeah, and a lot of that's, uh, of course, earned in practice time. But right now, nine players have played for Tennessee in all four games to this point. So I do think that you're going to see some more minutes for some that perhaps haven't appeared in the first four games. And maybe somebody's going to deserve a little more time in terms of focusing on things on the practice court before getting more minutes when it comes to Tennessee game in, game out. You know, one of the things that Rick told me, John, is, is these guys really go at it in practice. And when you've got that many players and you're that deep, you know, some of the best competition you get is on the practice floor. And, and he has seen the byproduct of that in games because, again, they, they've had such tough, intense, competitive practices, you know, splitting these guys up and, and, and working with different rotations. You know, that's the best way. You know, and that's, listen, whether it's football or basketball, that's the way you get better is you bring that competition to the practice floor each and every each and every game well listen let's go ahead and get out of here john thank you for sitting in tonight it's been a great time thanks to bubba miller we'll see you after christmas two sundays from now on the nation you've been listening to the nation with chris lowe of espn.com and austin price of rivals and volquest.com Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee, making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants by Marathon, featuring top your clean gasoline for peak performance. Stop by your neighborhood marathon station. Marathon, fueling the American spirit by University Eye Specialists, helping you live life in focus since 1935. And by Dos Equis. Nothing goes with college football like an ice-cold, refreshing Dos Equis Cerveza. Keep it interessante. And please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by... 